we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. I'm Sequoia Kennedy. And I'm Willow Truman. How you doing, Willow? I'm okay. You're okay. I'm... The first word that came to my mind was poopy. Really? Yeah. But I'm like, not really poopy. No? But maybe poop is a good thing because from poop, flowers grow. So from my from my suffering, I will find meaning and thrive. Sure. <laughs> sure. Don't ask me how I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say good or I'm going to say some crazy bullshit like that. But you said okay first. Yeah. And then you went on a poop rant. Now I know you're not doing good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't lie to you. How are you? <sighs> About the same. Yeah. I'm doing all right. Yep. I'm fine. But you know, I got this problem. Yes. It's only gotten worse doing Just this one. show. Yeah. 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 This is I'll fix this. I'll fix everything, I'm sure. But it's only gotten worse doing this show. And it's uh it's assuming that everyone everyone else in the world is as irreparably damaged <laughs> as I am and like automatically knows just what the hell I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Case in point. Like me we reference Gaia TV all the goddamn time. We do. Just offhanded, like anyone else would let this bullshit take up so much real estate in their brain. Yeah, like they know what Gaia they, TV means. Like they're they getting all the YouTube ads. Yeah. No, it's just... I fucking know. It's just me. Actually, I mean, actually quite a lot of fucking people know what Gaia TV yeah. is. Their numbers are kind of fucking insane. But I mean, even even one square inch of real estate in your brain is too much. Yeah, I wish I didn't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, me, me too. But I do. And that's what we're going to look at today. Yep. Gaia TV and uh, the founder and CEO, Yurka Risavi, and uh, some of the rogues gallery of talking heads they have making content on there. Yeah. And uh, you know how much I despise the term content, right? Yes. But isn't it just the perfect word for the goddamn hogwash Gaia puts out? Yeah, because it's not entertainment. It's all content. Yeah. <laughs> Gaia TV is the self-described Netflix for spirituality. Yes. And I'm going to say, like, quote, quote, spirituality. It caters to those dear lost souls interested in, quote, quote, conscious living, alternative, quote, quote, medicine, uh, quote, ancient, quote, wisdom. You get the idea. <laughs> yes. Sacred yeah. geometry. Yeah. Which is like, can they not? Because there's there's a kernel of wisdom in the concepts that they bring up, but then they take them to insane places. There's sometimes a kernel. Yeah. There's some yeah, well yeah. Sometimes there's no kernels at all. Some sometimes there's no corn to be found. It's true. But yeah, it's, I mean it's it's consumerist hippie bullshit that wrings the soul out of these poor fucks that watch it like a gray water out of a dish rag, leaving behind something incredibly both completely innocuous and utterly toxic. Uh-huh. And longtime listeners of the Nonsense Bazaar will understand precisely the how, the why, and the who of that as we get into the history and origins of Gaia. Mm. Yeah. From bullshit about the Egyptians to bullshit about fake cancer cures to bullshit about positive thinking to bullshit about past lives, manifestation, time travel, secret space programs, aliens, gray, blue, purple, vibes, rays, crystals, cover-ups, cabals, twin flames. Gaia TV is a wide-gauge sewer pipe of the most poisonous bullshit imaginable. Now, yeah. not that all of these concepts are bullshit. 
Right. There's the kernels. There's the kernels. If this is your first Nonsense Bazaar episode, you're probably thinking, oh, these smug assholes are just doing the skeptic thing. Everyone laugh at the dumb hippies, whatever. No, no, no. You're forgiven for thinking that that ain't me, babe. No, it's not. Like, we're going to pull a tarot card. <laughs> as long as you ain't a grifting fucking vampire preying on the need for meaning and hope in an increasingly senseless and alienating world, the Nonsense Bazaar is on your side. The Nonsense Bazaar is for the people. The Nonsense Bazaar is your friend. You know who isn't for the people and who isn't your friend? <laughs> Gaia TV. No. The list of arch villains who show up on Gaia is so bad that anyone who willingly appears on that network is, in my mind, automatically suspect. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's absolutely no amount of money they could offer me to ever do anything for them. Literally none. Dead serious about that. Yeah. On our Patreon. From Corey Good to fucking David Icke to goddamn Richard Doty, the man who lies like other people breathe, it's bad. It, yeah. Anjali. It, Anj yeah, she's yeah. on fucking there. <laughs> Which, you know, speaking of bringing up things like people know, you'll know. Yeah. You will know about Anjali. Oh, yes. Not today, but someday. Someday. A guy does that thing we've previously referred to as something like plastic spirituality. Mm. Takes these deep, fascinating, difficult, and challenging topics and cleans them up for mass consumption. Yeah. Presenting a world where everything is beautiful and nothing hurts, but only if you stay within the safe, brightly colored walls. Or, as it was in a previous incarnation, you gotta buy all the books. Oh, right. You gotta buy all the books. Yep. And I would submit that the question posed of Gaia TV is not, do they actually believe this, or, if the, or is this just a grift, a money grab? No, that's, that's a false dichotomy that's all too often applied to topics like this. <laughs> right. And I think it, <laughs> That's not the question here. <laughs> right, that's not the question. And I think it comes from an admirable faith in humanity. That, unfortunately, I can't maintain anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just irrelevant. For there is a third option. Yeah. Maybe they're true believers in something else that they ain't telling you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this episode is an intro, a primer to the world of Gaia TV. And before we get into it, let's do what we do here. Pull a tarot card, which we will talk about at the end of the episode. Excellent. The Ten of Discs, also known as Wealth, Mercury in Virgo, Communication. It's the end of the tarot deck. And the cycle starts anew, which is interesting. Mm. It's also a bunch of coins. Just They are great out. at advertising. They're Your, incessant in their advertising. Yurka Rissavi is great at making money. Yeah. Holy shit, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. That's, a, it's, that's an interesting card. I was hoping for the devil, but what are you going to do? <laughs> mm. So we'll talk about that at the end of the episode.
Now, Gaia TV is not some fly-by-night, no-name, inconsequential bullshit, right? Their YouTube channel has 1.47 million subscribers. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. In 2018, the company said that it had surpassed 500,000 paid subscriptions. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, Where they are now. But now, those numbers may be off since, according to user reviews on the Better Business Bureau, Gaia does some... uh, some creative business practices, like uh, not canceling subscriptions, as, yeah. as well as uh, subscribing and charging people who have never clicked on a Gaia video in their life. Okay, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. How does that even happen? I have no idea. That would scare me. But there are multiple reviews saying that that happened. Mm. Maybe they're lying. Could be. There's a lot of people who are very pissed off at Gaia. Yeah. So who knows? But. Multiple people say that this happened to them. They had no interest in any of the topics or anything. They just had some charge from Gaia on their fucking credit card statement. Right. Weird. Very weird. Their content creators include well-known dipshits, grifters, liars, and suckers. With an ever-growing list of names who need to be, unfortunately, added to that list. Yeah. The tale of Gaia's genesis is a long and winding one, full of corporate acquisitions, office supplies, yoga mats, and honestly... (laughs) Pretty shrewd and impressive wheeling and fucking dealing. But let's take a look at what we're dealing with. The vibe, as it were. So if you go to Gaia.com. Oh, I've been there. Oh, yes. You're uh, you're greeted with a clean, friendly, modern layout. White, seafoam green, soft purples. Yes. A little 70s font, but with a modern twist. It's welcoming. It's soft. It's safe. Black letters. The header reads, watch, transform, belong. That's their slogan. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm fucking sorry, dude. Could use some work unless that's what they're going for. Watch transform. How are you going to read that and then give these people your credit card information? (laughs) Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. That's awfully fucking sinister right off the goddamn bat. Watch transform belong. That's like that's literally what the like the slogan of a goddamn evil comic book cult. That's like that's what it says when you're looking at a website that says something else and you put on your they live glasses (laughs) and then that's what it says underneath except they're just that's just the top layer yeah yeah they're just putting it right out there if you were playing like an rpg like a tabletop rpg and you came upon a media company with the slogan watch transform belong you'd know two things immediately one these are the bad guys yes those are villains two shit is about to get weird yeah I have yeah. a hard time getting over this slogan. It's exactly what their slogan would be if there is evil as I believe them to be. Yeah. <laughs> Transform, Sequoia. Belong. Well, Christ. But moving on. The library of videos you get on their site after you so- sign up for a subscription runs the gamut from yoga instructions, you know, five-minute wake-up routines, activate your ass shock or whatever, you know, that shit, to like some mainstream-ass spiritual content, what you would expect from like the Netflix of spirituality. Yeah. Dying to Know with Timothy Leary and Ram Das, a documentary about Yogananda. Okay, sure. Tracks. Then getting into the paranormal. Shit we like, right? Like UFOs, psychic stuff, to increasingly kooky but not problematic or damaging. The secret of water, etc. Then there's a turn. Mm. Intermingled with all this stuff is the shit that we know. We know is intentionally damaging and designed only to fuck people up. Check this out. A movie called The Esoteric Agenda. Ooh. The use of the word agenda is kind of a like a... Every time. Red flag for every, me. Every time. You know. Uh, now, let's, let's, let's watch the, the trailer for it. Okay. Yeah. 
you know the tra- the trailer you know the trailer isn't that that bad you know mm-hmm. as you are watching this understand that it is not a fight to be fought it is not a war to be waged no gun rights have to be exercised not a finger has to be lifted most people wonder how one person can make a difference they ask that if all this is so simple and this information is available why hasn't someone else conquered their fears and changed the world for everyone else? This is the most difficult and beautiful conundrum to our lives. Your reality affects you and only you. Your curiosity has led you to this genre of information to serve a very specific purpose in your life. I feel like I'm watching a YouTube video. Watch Transform Belong. Yeah. But you know, It's... You're very special for finding this. <laughs> yeah. All everything in your life has led you. Right. So yeah, no, it, it's very. It sounds like a fucking YouTube video. Now, wait, can you just like replay the first like sentence he says again? Maybe I'd have to put my email address in again. As you are watching this, understand that it is not a fight to be fought. That's a hypnotic induction. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that yeah. because in in that statement, he's automatically implying something about fighting, about a battle, just putting that into your mind, framing it as you versus As something. you are watching this, understand, yeah. like that's all yeah. NLP shit. Right. Um, yeah. 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 And also just like, you know, putting you in the mindset of battle yeah. mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is not a fight of us versus them. Just by saying that, no you're implying that that exists. No have to be exercised. Right. Right? Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We still don't know what the fuck it's about, right? Right. It sounds just like a 20-something-year-old guy that just got done with an ayahuasca retreat. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Starting up his YouTube channel. Now, here's the description. Willow, will you please read this? Okay. To say it is a conspiracy theory is an understatement. The fate of the world is not in the hands of the people, as it maybe should be. Rather, a growing body of evidence points to an ancient esoteric order that is behind wars, famine, economies, and even mainstream media manipulation. The secret society goes by various names, the Illuminati, the Cabal, Skull and Bones, to name a few. From corporate logos to military insignia, we see their symbols every day, yet we fail to acknowledge the extent of their control. It is as if their secrets are hiding in plain sight. In a world where there seems to be no hope, beyond the glimmering images of the esoteric agenda distracting us from the truth, we can discover our own sacred nature and reclaim the world for the first time. Could these be half-truths or proof positive of an insidious zeitgeist? Oh boy. Okay. Let's be very clear here. Skull and Bones is absolutely fucked up. Getting that out of the way. <laughs> oh, I always thought Paul Giamatti was a member of Skull and Bones. Yeah. Says it everywhere on the internet. Really? He came out and had to say, I am not in Skull and Bones. I don't know why it says that everywhere. I don't know if I believe him or not, though. <laughs> I mean, he's an actor. Has he had any roles that have programmed con- like society in any way? Yeah, that one where with Frankie Muniz... What does he do with Frankie Muniz? Um, Big Fat Liar, where he gets dyed blue. There's the one where he drinks a lot of wine. Yeah, this one where he gets... Oh. Huh. He gets dyed blue. He played the orangutan in uh, the first Planet of the Apes reboot. Totally skull and bones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Look. Secret societies controlling everything. Look, skull and bones is fucked up. Like, just don't get around that. Some of these societies are fucked up, right? Sure. But getting that out of the way... The vague evil reference here is just that, vague evil, right? That is always, 
always been used to grift people into a mindset of fear and dependency. You're special. You're important. You're seeing this for a reason. Thank God there's a reason. Oh, yeah. Thank, thank God. And I mean. Well, so this is dangerous, right? It, just just this description is dangerous yeah. because it's implying like, oh, their symbols are hidden everywhere. So then you start, you know, to look for the spirals because anything that has a spiral in the logo is obviously part of the pedophilic, you know, whatever. Right. And then you have people running around malls making YouTube videos saying, you guys are fucking pedophiles. You got the insignia right on the wall. Let it be known that this mall harbors pedophiles and like just people losing their minds just because there's a spiral on the wall. There's some shady ass fucking malls. Yeah. Some shady ass fucking malls (laughs) say that. But like this idea that once you assign meaning to vague symbols that are used time and time again. Time and time again. You know. You can send people down a really scary path. Yeah. It, like, you know why they're used time and time again? Because they're powerful. Because they're powerful. We haven't fucking changed. Yeah. By time and time again, we mean like some thousands of years at most. Right. Like, that's nothing. Like, there are important symbols everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they do have like spiritual significance, meaning like people thinking about what it means to be a person thinking about being a person. Right. You know? And like- the whole in a world where there seems to be no hope like that's literally what i said in the intro and i wrote that intro before i found this description <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh and gaia is of course the netflix of spirituality so not everything on their site was made by them this wasn't right this this movie wasn't it's just something they're hosting the netflix, netflix chick. there are things like chimatica you know one of those art, fucking artsy fartsy jobs where it's all gorgeous cinematography and weird music which is it's, it's actually pretty all right i'm down yeah you know that's just cool cool yeah yeah, that's just cool. <laughs> and like, and it seems that they'll take anything that fits the extreme, extremely broad and diluted genre. Of course, these shouldn't spirituality, yoga, the paranormal conspiracies. Like, that's not one genre, right? But spirituality and spirituality. Yeah, you know, you've got uh, what's his ass's movie about Bob Lazar? Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know the guy. You've got Third Eye Spies on there. Yes. Et cetera. And I don't know who made the Esoteric Agenda movie, but it's a good example of the shit we're trying to highlight here. But it's really the Gaia originals that fucked this whole thing to hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm straight up not giving them my debit card for a free trial. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not doing that. Right. So we're going to use the free videos on their YouTube channel. I'm sure you guys They're understand. just clips from the shows anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take a listen to some fucking asshole who calls himself Johnny Enoch. I'm obsessed. <laughs> this video is called... Decoding esoteric symbolism with Johnny Enoch. <laughs> it is capitalized. Yeah. Weird. Some words are capitalized, others are not. I'm Johnny Enoch, and this is Mystery Teachings. <laughs> Have you ever been scrolling through your newsfeed on social media and ran into a seemingly benign esoteric symbol, but below it is an elaborate explanation that it must be evil because it has a hidden meaning? Well, that's not always the case, is there are numerous meanings to the various logos, names, and colors we use, and you might interpret them differently once you know what to look for. In this episode, we will explore the hidden language of symbolism, why it exists, and how you can learn to read it. Every day on the commute to work, most people are used to seeing that two-tailed green mermaid on the side of a coffee cup, which is not only a siren that lures people in for caffeine, 
but it also represents an important figure from European folklore and the serpent mother of the royal families known as Melusine. However, she's also the Egyptian goddess Isis and the sign for Pisces. Maybe you've noticed a Mazda car emblem when you're in traffic, which says in the- Let's talk about the Starbucks logo there. Yeah, which is, it's based on Melusine. Yeah. Right, which is an interesting tale. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, this is interesting. Okay. But, you know. Maybe you've noticed a Mazda car emblem when you're in traffic, which says in their own literature that they are named after the Persian Zoroastrian god Ahura Mazda, and they use the symbol for one of the elemental aspects of human existence, which is a winged man in a flying disc, Fravahar or Fravashi in the Avesta. But sometimes esoteric symbolism is even more shocking when it's found in a story of a popular iconic comic book hero or a movie that you've seen countless times. You might be surprised to learn that Superman is an encoded story about an Anunnaki ET savior of humanity from a Nibiru-like planet called Krypton. Both writer Jerry Siegel and artist Joe Schuster were of Jewish descent. <laughs> Superman's name was Kel-El, his father was Jor-El, and the symbol on his chest was the Hebrew letter Lamed, which looks like an S and is connected to the house of El. No, it's According an S. According to the book of Genesis, the Elohim were gods that created us in their image. I think we can stop it you there. You know what? All I'm going to say... <laughs> All I'm going to say is that Scooby-Doo is part of the DC universe and Scooby-Doo is canonically Anunnaki. So anything's possible in the DC universe. Anybody could be fucking Anunnaki. I mean, that's far as I'm concerned. That's fair. <laughs> if Scooby-Doo is an interdimensional entity, if his body yeah. inhabited by one, then any, any fucking thing's possible. That's, that's canon? Yeah. Huh. But like also though, the letter S on Superman's chest? Yeah. That's an S. Right. It's for Superman. It stands for Superman. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a Superman. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. I, you know. What, and what is the, the, every Hebrew letter has like a word that it means. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like, what, is, what does Lamed mean? Ox. Goad. Ox goad. Yeah. Oh, the original meaning of Lamed was probably to... Prick, sting, incite, goad, as a shepherd might prod cattle to perform some action. That doesn't make sense for Superman, really. No, not really. I guess you could <laughs> say, like, oh, Superman's off. a shepherd because yeah, uh, he's a leader of May as an example. <laughs> but no, no. Other places say it means to learn and to teach. Oh, I guess that, you know, to lead. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, at a certain point, you could fucking... It's kind of the whole thing about Kabbalistic interpretations. At a certain point, you can make anything mean anything. Right. And find a connection. You make the connection. You're doing the playing the game. It's a fun game. It's a good game. That's an S on Superman's chest. Yeah. And for fuck's sake, someone, the writers being of Jewish descent does not mean they're encoding a fucking story about the Anunnaki. <laughs> Fuck you, John <laughs> Enoch. Like, I, that just, like, skipped my brain. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ, bud. Okay. Then you got, okay, then you got this wannabe fuckboy, Matthias DiStefano, who claims he remembers his past life on Atlantis and just gives these fucking made-up histories of shit. Here's his ass on the history of Mu, the Mu civilization and evolution of humanity. Mm, he was there. The Mu civilization Whoa. came here because of the water. They came here because of the portals 
of the Pacific Ocean. And they reach this portal through the energetic path that the moon has left in the biggest crater of the could planet. You, could you just pause the, it for a second? Ocean. This is Initiation with Matthias de Stefan. He talks like he has no idea what the next word out of his mouth is going to be. No, but he, you see, he remembers. Like, That's It's his yeah. job to remember. That's his whole thing. Right. Yeah, he, he talks like... Like he has no idea what he's gonna say next. I mean, I'm, I'm is confused by the words coming out of his mouth. I'm pretty sure he's either reading from a teleprompter, or he's just making it up as he goes along. Yeah, he might just be making it up as he goes along. His delivery is very interesting to me. This fucking guy. It's like he's a, a puppet being piloted by something, and they keep like they don't. They're a slow typer, you know. <laughs> People fucking love him, man. Yeah, yeah, Buddha rocks from two months ago. Matthias is simply amazing. So glad I found him. Things make more sense to me now. Yeah. Uh, let's see what you got to say. In between that region, the islands of the Pacific were the places where it was better to connect with the oceans and the water. <laughs> so the purpose was to be a bridge what? in between oh, okay. heaven and earth to relate the information from other levels of consciousness to this world through the oceans, which are the blood of the planet. Okay, thank you. He's got a whole bunch of stuff, man. He's all over the place. The ocean is the blood of the planet. It is. So says Matthias. No, it's... It's it's a lot of the surface area. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure it, it makes sense to equate the earth to a human body. It... it not a one to one thing. Yeah. It's a system. Yes. You know, same like we do need water. And I mean like the um well people take the whole guy hypothesis uh, out of where it was originally mm-hmm. sustained. I mean I do, like it's a living system. Oh yes. Right? Like I'm I'm not- It is very much like a human and many we we are a lot like the earth. We are a lot like nature. We are beings of nature. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I'm a fucking hippie ass prick myself when it comes right down to it, but this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. That's why I'm so pissed off about these fucking people. Right. Because like... You're making us all look dumb. It's fucking... It's cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait. We didn't... We didn't get to the good part. Humans are the proof that the planet is thinking. And the planet is a, an alive being, living being that has its own organs, its own blood. And we are just the neurons of the sympathetic system of the neurological system. Okay. So what we are Almost just there, doing is to be aware of who we are, but why we ask who we are and we seek the questions is because the earth is trying to reach that question and that answer. So this, this world is like if we try to see a human body, but in a round shape. So every <laughs> continent and every region of the planet would be related to one of the organs of our bodies, to our bones, to our blood. And we can try to imagine it or to figure it if we trace the main line of the body in the Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. Imagine There's a the graph. Atlantic it's Ocean very silly. from the front and you will have the breathing nose in the island of Greenland. Greenland's the nose. This is what makes the spirit to control the weather, 
by the breath of hot and cold air. And then you have by the side the pineal gland, which is Iceland. Uh. You're already here, folks. Iceland's the pineal gland. Yeah. Greenland's the nose. It makes the hot and cold wind. Connecticut's the clit. Yeah. No, there's no joy or happiness in Connecticut. Me. Yeah, well. <laughs> what the fuck is this dude talking about? It's too much. I know, dude. Like, I can, I, you know, I get it. I've been on walks where I'm walking down the little nature trail and I'm imagining myself just as like a little cell in the gigantic big I, system. I mean, I think that that, you I, know? Like, again, like that idea, I yeah, I, I, I res- is absolutely correct. But then he does the whole like, and every country is mapped out to a different part of the human. And I'm like, wait, no, no that's not how anything works. <laughs> There's no one to one. Greenland is like, the nose. Green- Greenland's the nose. But it's not one to one because off to the side is the pineal gland. First of all. Yeah. So anything's anything. The fucking pineal gland doesn't really do much. Like it's not your third eye. Yeah. Like, that's just it. it isn't. Sorry. It's also behind your fucking nose. Your third eye's in your butt. It's your brown gonna, eye. Yeah, I'm just going to tell everybody that. That's the big secret. That's the meaning of life. That's why you got to sun your butthole. Yep. Are you the reincarnation of Aleister Crowley? <laughs> 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 got to let those butts see. that. When's the last time you exposed your asshole to sunlight? I don't. I don't know if I ever have. Exactly. I mean, like, I've been exactly. naked outside, but, like, the cheeks cover it up. It's true. I've never intentionally spread them and did a downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting a sunburn on your butthole. Fuck. That would hurt. Oh, that would suck. That would be the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would happen easily, too. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Iceland's the pineal gland. Yep. From there, you might get um, you might get this. Are Americans employees of the U.S. corporation? That's a fun idea. If you're going to get married, you have to have a license because getting married, according to our laws today under the corporation, if you are getting married, you are an employee whose first duty is to the corporation. And so therefore, you need to work and pay your bills and pay your taxes and everything because you're a security for the body social. The body social means the whole company. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about corporations. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, fucking Jordan Maxwell and his one half flickering brain cell selling you sovereign citizen bullshit about maritime law before completely butchering every meaning of every symbol ever in his show, The Secret Life of Symbols. <laughs> the United States of America no longer exists. Oh. And the reason why it doesn't exist, we are now a corporation. We're not a country. And the reason why is because many years ago, there was something happened here called the Civil War. And the Civil War, we're told, was one of the bloodiest wars humans have ever fought on the earth. It was a very bloody war. And so after it was over, it was understood that we are now, after the war, many things, but 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 United not, was not one of them. Okay. He's, he's about to he's about to tell you that the Civil War wasn't fought about slavery. Oh, okay. And it turned America into a corporation because the bad guys won, pretty sure. Oh, great. Or at least he's gonna imply that. With his sovereign citizen maritime law bullshit. 
you know, that hocus pocus where if you write your name in all caps, you know. Oh, yeah. Do you, have, you've looked into the Sovereign Citizen stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was watching some YouTube videos the other day. These people are insufferable. Yeah. And granted, I don't like cops. I fucking but, hate cops. But the way that they talk to, like, they could, they're just getting pulled over for, you know, like, yeah, eating yeah. stupid shit. And they choose to be uncooperative and stand their ground until basically violence is forced upon them. Yeah. And then they go through, like, this whole script that they have prepared, you know? It's like, they think that words have magic powers. Yeah. One of the lines that they use to like, you know, and they're prepared too. It's yeah. weird. It's like they're prepared to be pulled over. They'll have a jar of artichoke hearts and during their interaction with the cop, while they're withholding their name and information sure. and refusing to get out of the car, one of the things in the script to regain control of the information, if you forget what to say is, hold on a second, would you mind if I have one of my artichoke hearts over here in the jar, little snack over here, and then eat an artichoke cart. Why artichoke carts? Why, indeed. You don't know? No, I don't know. That's just a thing they do? Yeah, or it could probably be anything, but <laughs> in that particular- But this guy has artichoke art carts? Yeah. I mean, kind of a classy snack. I love some artichokes. Yes, but eating them in your car? That's I mean, decadent. It is decadent. You're going to get oil all over the fucking place. Yeah, you're going to get messy. <laughs> just like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, just Jordan. being a dick to a cop, just getting artichoke heart oil all over <laughs> your fucking t-shirt. Then making him restrain you, so you gotta get the fucking artichoke yeah. oil all over him. Yeah, and then a lot of them like to try and represent themselves in court. Yeah, and then they start yelling about how because the flag doesn't have the right fringe or something, it's naval law or some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. <sighs> yeah, Jordan Maxwell is dead now, so you know that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is really into sovereign citizen bullshit? Ramtha. Whoa, Jay Z yeah. Knight. Jay Z Knight. Yeah, and R Ramtha's on here with that. What the bleep do we know? Jam. Of course. Yeah. Of course, Ramtha's on here. Uh, Another thing that we need to cover someday. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, fuck it. Here's how to connect with galactic energies. Oh, I can't wait to learn. The question we now face as a collective is: Can we come together? and heal ourselves and our global community to create a planetary civilization and take our leap to becoming galactic citizens. Could a world of united star systems and planetary communities like we see in things like Star Trek, could it be a real possibility? If so, these beings are likely waiting for us to evolve to move beyond our primitive perspective of separation and limitation before the human race can become active members of such a greater galactic community. How likely is this? Well, while traditional science hasn't yet acknowledged life beyond Earth, the statistics overwhelmingly suggest that humans are not alone in the universe. Current estimates say that our sun is just one of about 100 billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. About 7 to 10% of those 100 billion stars are similar to our sun. How do I connect with galactic energies? Orbiting them. Yeah, right. Of those, the number that have potentially <sighs> habitable conditions. What, what is conscious evolution? What is conscious evolution? <laughs> I'm your host, Bruce Lipton, for this series on inner evolution. The fractal character of nature offers deep insight into understanding how to live in health and harmony by studying the behaviors of other forms of life. 
Human hubris leads us to believe that we are the highest level of earthly intelligence. And as one descends through the lineage of lower animals going toward the base of the tree of life, each is endowed with lesser and lesser intelligence. Single cells are near the base of... You feeling insane yet, listener? I'm feeling insane. We've only just begun. God. What's this? What's this? The definitive guide to... Definitive guide to ancient occult and esoteric traditions? Oh, it's definitive, eh? Nice. You are an expert on the occult. George that gives you the impression there's something bad. <laughs> it all depends on how Mitch you Horowitz. use it, and there's a scale of ethics. <laughs> Good Where God. you fall on that scale determines who. Mitch Horowitz. Look at him. His jacket. Oh, he's wearing one of his little leather jackets, is he? Oh, of course. Yes. With his glasses. I knew it was a leather. One. I'm not even looking at the screen. You know, this one, this bums me out. You know why? I thought Mitor, which was just a goober who was going for it. I thought he was the token dude who did his research and was into new thought and all this stuff, I, which I'm not. Fucking sellout, though. Yeah. This is a sellout. Yeah. That's, that's, you're fucking selling your soul to the devil, man. What are you doing? You sell the soul to the fucking devil. What are you going to do? Another one bites the fucking dust. Yeah. Moving on. Here's an article from 2019 on Gaia titled David Icke's Famous Reptilians Conspiracy. Do they walk among us? A couple snippets to show the sneaky rhetorical tactics they use. First paragraph, Willow, if you will. You've probably seen tabloid headlines claiming Justin Bieber caught momentarily transforming into reptilian form or a shape-shifting Secret Service agent proof of Illuminati reptilian bloodlines. While these may seem like fringe conspiracies, a poll taken during the 2016 election showed that 4% or roughly 12 million Americans believe in these famous reptilians. But if you really want to know more about the reptilian conspiracy theory, one need only ask David Icke. So far, nothing wrong with this could be from any magazine doing a piece on David Icke. Like that, yeah. these are true things. You know, that's, that's all. Yeah. So far, it's mm -hmm. fine. It's fine. Now. Famous Reptilians Much of the theory's popularity comes from Ike's interpretations of Gnostic texts such as the Nag Hammadi, as well as biblical apocrypha, like the Dead Sea Scrolls. He says he believes these texts contain evidence that certain higher vibrational beings of frequency, known as Archons, appear on Earth as humans, masking their true reptilian form. These archontic forces are undoubtedly evil, intent on enslaving humanity for their own selfish reasons. Ike says these forces are like a computer virus that manifested itself in elite bloodlines throughout mankind's history. Also known to use their infamous arm of clandestine influence, the Illuminati, these, these famous reptilian shape shapeshifters form a psychopathic ruling class that pulls the strings in all the world's financial and political power structures. Hmm, who could that be? <laughs> and it's not hard to sympathize with Ike's belief. The decisions made by politicians... <laughs> it's not hard to sympathize. <laughs> ...by politicians, bankers, and the global elite are often selfish, detrimental to the environment, and subversive to the betterment of society at large. Three signs of psychopathy... But are they really reptilian? Of course, we all have a reptilian brain, the part of us responsible for behaviors such as aggression, dominance, and territoriality, which was a nickname given to the ba which was a nickname given to the basal ganglia by neuroscientist Paul McLean when he wanted to compare our instinctual actions to those of reptiles. 
but it seems like the reptilians Ike describes are a little more conniving than McLean's concept. It seems they're capable of more cerebral thought. Then there's a video, a preview of a movie about David Icke on Gaia made by Gaia. Oh boy. Let's take a listen. People say I talk about some weird stuff, some far out stuff. But how about that chair that you're sitting in? Isn't solid. How weird is that? This reality is nothing like we think it is. Uh, my next guest is David Icke. He describes himself as a full-time investigative journalist searching for the truth of what's really going on in the world. David, good morning. Morning, Ryan. I set out on a world speaking tour in the summer of 2016 because I could feel that more and more people were starting to feel uneasy about the world. You realize that there is a whole awakening movement around the world. This is giving truths out there that plant a seed. Ladies and gentlemen, can you welcome on stage David Icke? Thank you. Thank you. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you. If I have to be stopped. To stop him telling lies. It's becoming more and more of a, a challenge to find places to speak without it being cancelled. My website is blocked in schools and universities and colleges. The system is desperate to silence what I'm putting out. Why? They're laughing at you. They're not laughing with you. We were ridiculed beyond belief. Press camped outside the house, followed us on holidays. Yes, I know people put a lot of work into conspiracy theories, but I, I still think they're actually intellectually lazy. Have you read any of my books? No. How do you know that it's intellectually lazy? If I had not let go of this concern, what other people think, does anybody think I would have talked and written about some of the things I have since? No way! When I saw what Ike is doing, like, I was a bit jealous on him. I like, wow, look at what this guy's doing. I love his mind. I don't know if anybody else could do it but him, actually. We are in a period now where speaking your truth is not just important, it's utterly crucial to where humanity goes from here. I mean, what kind of world are those kids going to live in if we go on as we are? But we're not going to. Much as that will distress those that wish it to happen. Good. The world needs renegades, and it needs them now. Renegade, the story of David. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. And then that's a nicely edited trailer. The music, the bouncy, the jump. Yeah, no, they did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's well you shot, know. you know. Props. It is. Uh, it was made by The Orchard. I don't know if it was produced by Guy, like. Mm-hmm. But then, having now painted David Icke as a freedom fighter, a martyr for the truth, an all-around perfectly lovely and heroic human. Oh, yeah. They paint him as the underdog, too. Yeah. You know? The article then continues under that video. There are two types of these famous reptilians, hybrids and full-bloods. The hybrids are an alleged crossbreed between humans and full-blooded reptilians who are too few in number to take over the planet. Hence, the reason they cloak their identity while manipulating world leaders and financiers behind the scenes. There's also a hierarchy, according to Ike, of which the full-bloods or Dracos sit atop, maintaining control of the hybrids who are unaware they are even reptilian. Mm. The world's most influential political figures are of the hybrid ilk including modern presidents, prime ministers, and bankers. 
Others believe hybrids exist as reptilian celebrities, but Ike sticks to institutions and political entities, especially those with nefarious histories like the CIA, Bilderberg Group, and the Trilateral Commission. In one of his most renowned titles, The Biggest Secret, Ike meticulously charts the bloodlines of a famous family called the Merovingians, a central connection of French nobility that links ancient Egyptian pharaohs and Roman emperors to the British royal family, U.S. presidents, and nearly every other influential political figure of the last few centuries. To even begin to delineate this tree would require extensive detail. So for an explanation from the man himself, click here. Right. So, so it starts off writing about reptilian conspiracy theories, you know, like we would or anyone would with a sh anyone with a shred of fucking integrity. This is the idea. This is the dude. This is what the fella alleges. Right. You might've seen, you know, weird shit about reptilians. Sure. Here's, here's well, where it comes from, you know? Yeah. But then it takes a fucking turn. After letting you know that if you believe this, you belong to a small but sizable minority, 4%, right? It insinuates that there's scientific basis, plays a video that paints David Icke as a lone hero in the wilderness, and then continues on some Fritz Springmeier-ass nonsense under an assumption that it's true. Oh, yeah, the hybrid full blood. Also, like, this reminds me of, you know, Kyle Odom. Yes. You know, he probably read this shit. He had a whole long list of senators and yeah. politicians yeah, 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 that yeah. he believed were, you know, reptilians. And or, Well, not reptilians, Martians. Sorry. But, you know, right. similar concepts. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is what makes Gaia so fucked. That's the difference between Gaia and shit that's just wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. You see how that article is structured. The yeah. tone changes. The core assumptions of what is true about the world changes from the first paragraph to the last paragraph. It gets progressively uh, yeah. towards this. Also, this idea that, you know, all of these influential people are hybrids and don't know it, but are being controlled by yeah. like, the big daddy reptilian. That's a fucking crazy thought. Yes. And it... Um serves to otherize and dehumanize. Yes, and it also can't be disproven because it's right. insane. Right. So it like just locks itself in there tight. And, you know, we'll cover David Icke at some point, but this is about Gaia. And this article shows that they're purposefully and tactically trying to mind fuck you. Yeah. Now, continuing on. So the, there's 8,000 videos on here. So like, your favorite kooky bullshit, it's on here. Mm -hmm. Let's take a look. What's this? What's this? Twin flames and reincarnation? Nah, I'm not touching that. <laughs> we know we know where that goes. Yeah, no, you got to stay away from the twin flames. Yeah. It's never a good thing. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Ascension, twin flames, and soul contracts. Uh, oh, dear. Just the three red flags in a row. My God. Conscious Life Expo Talks 2019. Ah, uh, the Conscious Life Expo. Deborah King. Temple of the Violet Flame. Oh, God no. damn it. Okay. Willow, will you read this description for me? I sure will. Join spiritual teacher, master healer, and New York Times bestselling author Deborah King for an experience in the Temple of the Violet Flame. Be guided through a mind-blowing visualization with St. Germain to a state of higher consciousness where your old traumas are transmuted. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, some of you may be aware of this. Some of you may not. Gaia is not the original name of the streaming service and wellness brand. Nope, it ain't. The original name is Gaiam, as in a portmanteau of the words Gaia and I am. And uh, if you haven't been with the Nonsense Bazaar for that long, we do have a nemesis. Its name is St. Germain, and its religion is called the I Am. I'm not comfortable calling St. Germain my nemesis. Really? He's just an avatar, you know? Yeah, that, but That like, has been co the nemesis? Yeah. St. Germain is the nemesis. The Count of St. Germain is a different... This is true. You know what I mean? This is true. The Count is our boy. Yeah, it's true. St. Germain's doing him dirty. Yeah. Whatever it is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just thought of Nick Chopper and the Tin Man, like, you know, the yeah, real yeah, one, yeah, yeah. the, the fake one. Dude, it's you know, the fucking, you're taking my fucking life. Dude, it's it's uh, the third season of Twin Peaks. Is, yeah. is this is this an exact thing? Um, see, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oftentimes we say, oh, it's not necessarily the same thing because, you know, I am is a name of God. It's a whole thing. Like, it's also the words I am, right? Like, it's right. pretty common. But in this case, in this case, yeah, it's the same fucking I am. Yeah. The I am is. It is that. What does the I am do? They pervert, dumb down, and twist the real shit, coat it in fucking plastic, use it to scramble your goddamn brain, and turn you into a Nazi. Ask Kanye about it. So how and when did this happen? What is this? Who fucking made this? It's a good question. Let's get into the corporate history a bit. I'm going to warn y'all. Don't have a lot of good answers for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, these fuckers are shady as hell. They're weird. Yeah. So I, I can answer like why it happened. Sure. Yeah. Money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes, perhaps. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know if money is the main driving driving force. Money is the main driving force for a lot of what your Carissa did. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So Gaia TV was founded by Czech immigrant Yurka Risavi came to America to flee communism in the 1980s. The uh, condensed corporate history of the company goes something like this. In 1982, Jurka was living in a mountain shack on the Czech-Polish border, spending half his days meditating and the other half running with bighorn sheep and eating berries. Then Jurka comes over here, settles down in Boulder, Colorado, and being an environmentalist, starts a recycled paper company called Transformational Economy, or TransEcon. He makes $100,000 in his first year in pre-tax profits. Okay. Um, that seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be if you know you were at it for a while. If you, were, you know, maybe grew up, went to business school and shit. Yeah, you know, for the for your first year, a recycled paper yeah, company. Especially if you were just like living in a mountain shack, running with the bighorn sheep. Good for him, I guess. So he took that from that hundred thousand. He took thirty thousand, invested in a new enterprise. This time to satisfy another one of his interests. The strict vegetarian diet he follows. In his first year, he says, his health food store reached profitability on $2.5 million in sales. Um. Okay. In the first year? Yeah, they did $2.5 million in sales in the first year. Uh, see, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just no. Well, Ed, check this out. Check this out. Either that's a lie or there's something wrong. <laughs> so he says, uh, I knew nothing about business. In Czechoslovakia, private business... I knew nothing about business, he says. <laughs> in Czechoslovakia, private business was called illegal enrichment. It was Cornflake University. I learned from business articles I read over breakfast. I clipped articles. I wanted to know what mistakes were made by CEOs of growing companies. So I read articles to find the relevant answers, to get ideas to think about. 
Fucking hell of a pair of bootstraps on this guy, huh? I just picked up the paper and I read some yeah, articles. Yeah, I was eating my fucking American cornflakes, read some articles, fucking became... Eh. He had planned to open additional health food markets, but a touch of serendipity changed all that. One of his neighbors owned an office supply store in downtown Boulder and wanted to sell it. The store was losing money on about $300,000 in sales, uh, $300,000 a year in sales. But when Risavi took a look at the business, the problem seemed not at all difficult to fix. He bought the store cheaply, paying $100 and assuming $15,000 in overdue accounts payable. When he took over, Risavi installed a computer system to track customers and sales. It was obvious that sidewalk business could not pay the bills, but Risavi was intrigued by a handful of successful accounts with local companies that bought office supplies in large quantities. To Risavi, the future of the, of the operation seemed obvious. Move away from retail sales and instead focus on the corporate side. Follow yeah. Us. Yeah. I mean, how much foot traffic does the city office supply store really get? Yeah. Well, following that strategy, he says he expanded sales nearly eightfold within a year to two million with a pre-tax margin of 14%. And then he just kept on rolling and rolling, acquiring small company after small company. Um, real good mind for business. Mm. It's amazing. How about that? The star of the uh, Corporate Express show was a computer inventory management system designed by a friend of Recipes. And that's interesting to me. Secret special information management systems tend to show up a lot in shady as fuck stories. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, in 1988, Recipe started a company called Guyam, tailored to meet the needs of, quote, cultural creatives, a term invented by sociologist Paul, Paul H. Ray and psychologist Sherry Ruth Anderson. Uh... The cultural creatives, how 50 million people are changing the world, is a cultural creatives is a term that these guys came up with in 1985 so, to be like. Yeah, here's some qualities of a cultural creative. Yeah, that's what I was gonna... Intense interest in spiritual and psychological development. Okay. Unhappy with the left and right in politics. Yeah, a love of nature, deep caring about its preservation, its natural balance, strong awareness of planet-wide issues like climate change and poverty. And a Un desire to see more action on them. Unlikely to overspend or be in debt. Huh. Emphasize the importance of developing and maintaining relationships. Emphasize the importance of helping others and developing their unique gifts. Yeah, so like, like this is just an example of like the Reagan era kind of commodifying the quality of goodness in people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a marketable fucking strategy. Like you're just describing good people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so... Yurka Risavi decided to prey on cultural creatives as well. The company states that their original name was the result of fusing Gaia, a Mother Earth deity, with the phrase I am for the interconnectivity of all things. Yet no. <laughs> no. In 2001, it merged with the Californian company Real Good Solar. In 2005, Gaia acquired the media assets of Good Times Entertainment and Jetlag Productions. Good Times is the company that would release their own version of whatever fairy tale Disney just made a movie out of. I was going to say, I've heard of Good Times Entertainment. Yeah, they'd trick parents into buying their bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy bought that shit. Mm. Yeah. In 2003, the company bought a 50.1% 50, 50 share in its UK distri distributor, Leisure Systems International. In 2007, Guyam acquired both Lime.com and Zads.com for a greater community presence. In 2011, the company launched Guyam TV, a streaming service for videos on yoga, meditation, and fringe science. This was renamed to Gaia in 2015. In 2012, Gaiam acquired Vivendi Entertainment, a DVD distributor from Vivendi subsidiary Universal Music Group Distribution, merging it with its home entertainment division to form Gaiam Vivendi Entertainment. In 2019, USA Today ranked Gaia Inc. as the world's fastest growing retailer. 
spending up to 120% of revenue on advertising. <laughs> yeah, just telling you, they're good at that advertising. Yeah. Guyam has been spun off into a different company. They just sell the yoga mats and stuff like that now. But I mean, they're, they're still the same fuckers. Here's their homepage. My God, the first thing in big black letters, we're just like we're you. We're just like you. Yeah. We want to we do more, help more, live more, be more active. The idea that we have to be perfect at everything we do sometimes holds us back. So we at Guyam try to embrace every part of our perfectly imperfect selves, especially when it comes to yoga. That's why we make yoga, fitness, and wellness products for you, just as you are. From the beginner in you to the expert in you, the real you. Our name, Guyam, pronounced Guyam, is <laughs> a fusion of Gaia, the name of the ancient Greek mother earth goddess, and I am. It means roughly, I am the earth, and is meant to encapsulate a sense of the beautiful interconnectivity of all things. At Guyam, we believe that by nurturing, protecting, and respecting the earth, and everyone and everything that exists here, we enrich our own lives, those of future generations. Wow. So I'm going to say, there's a lot of suspicious as fuck things about the corporate history here. Yeah. That this 1990s article in Forbes paints this recipe character like, oh, this poor commune didn't even know anything about capitalism, and he was able to build a multi-billion dollar business. Like, why don't you get off your fucking ass and do something? And it's like, yeah, how? Did this man really have the most incredible pair of bootstraps in the fucking world? Goes yeah, running with the you goddamn- know, he took two hours to eat that bowl of cornflakes. Yeah, it gets soggy as fuck. You're not reading anything eating soggy fucking cornflakes. This motherfucker goes from running with a big horn sheep to just cracking the coat of office supplies. Really? I'm looking at reviews for the yoga blocks on Gaia.com. Yeah. I do need a pair of yoga blocks. I'm not going to buy them from Gaia, but you know. Yeah. <clears throat> the first review says, great blocks, but my cats like to chew on them. You get a yoga mat from Walmart, you give money to fucking St. Germain. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what happened with these corporations. I don't think anyone will ever know. We do know. So there's a big fucking IM connection to the former Soviet Union, <laughs> as well as a big fucking IM connection to the John Birch Society and other anti-communist groups. So, hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, so we're not the only ones with problems with Gaia. Former Gaia employees have posted some pretty damning reviews of Gaia on Glassdoor. Willow, will you please? Yes. Pros. This is the perfect place to work for people into sadomasochism of the mind, body, and spirit. Not only has the upper management team managed to finesse the art of gaslighting, they're also professional manipulators. How delightful. Have the desire to have your entire life tracked and monitored, and not just by the government, but by the company you work for who claims to be against that very thing? Well, you're in luck. At Gaia, you'll have absolutely no privacy or agency for that matter. They have cameras and recording devices in almost every room. Not only that, but they make sure to know everything you ever do on your computer. Also, if you're really lucky, maybe the CMO will attach your private year-end review in an email for the entire company to read. How special. Are you a woman who hates equality? Well, guess what? This company waxes nostalgic for old-school sexism. Smile too much? Don't smile enough? Have too much passion? No passion. Have emotional range? Have no emotional range. Say a sentence out loud to another person? Say nothing to anyone ever. Regardless of what you do, if you're a woman, get ready to get a talking to about how your behavior is not and will never be good enough. Want to work for a company that will literally put your life at risk? Look no further. At Gaia, they'll put you on lock-ins when former disgruntled employees call in death threats. Of course, you won't know about it, so you can keep on working, never knowing that some guy who had recently been fired and gone off his meds wants to come in and shoot everyone. Enjoy eating good food? 
The cafeteria is actually pretty decent. Chicken parm. Yeah, the excellent chicken parm is a running theme. (laughs) It does seem like the guy at the cafeteria has some truly stunning chicken parm. Uh, If only Mother God Amy Carlson could have had some. I know. Hey, here's another one. Will you please? Most lower level people that work at the company are spiritual, good hearted and quickly back down. CEO exploits this weakness. As those even in lower management positions know, i.e. social media, CEO is known to request and approve unethical and illegal activities of sharing personal employee information to intimidate, harass, embarrass, and otherwise keep the troublemaker employee from sharing negative information about him or the company with the public. CEO is the opposite of everything that guy is promoting and appears to be. He's the least mindful and most manipulative egotistical person I've ever met. Sometimes I wonder if he's one of the faces of evil. (laughs) He's hijacked the truther movement and is holding the most popular Gaia host hostage. The thing is that he does not believe a word they say. If he did, he would not be tied to a Luciferian cult in Denver. Um, So pros. Cafeteria food is fantastic. (laughs) Most lower level employees and hosts are a pleasure to work with. Luciferian cult in Denver. That's interesting. Sure is. You know why? This is one of the I Am Strongholds. Yeah. And it's one of the St. Germain Foundation Strongholds. It's, um, you know, Denver, Chicago, and uh, and Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Funny, funny. Former content creators have also accused Guy of some fairly... Listen, the enemy of my enemy is just the enemy of my enemy. And they're fucking batshit insane, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's the Corey Good lawsuit, which we're not really going to get into too much here. So should probably explain this, though. Corey Good made up the whole blue avians thing. He popularized the 20 and back secret space program shit, right? Mm-hmm. 2018, Corey Good leaves Gaia. They've got dueling lawsuits back and forth. Good says he was threatened with a gun and told to make content. It's <laughs> yeah. funny to me. Then he says they used his trademarked terms like blue avian, hilariously admitting that he made it all up under oath. Gaia, for their part, says that Good is posing as these disgruntled employees on Glassdoor and shit in this so-called Gaia employee movement. It's a clusterfuck. And remember, all of these people are liars. Yeah. Then Corey Good's partner in horseshit, David Wilcock, who looks like what you'd see on the list of registered sex offenders living on Sesame Street. I thought that was good. (laughs) 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 His ass resigns from Gaia and writes this long, very long, very long resignation letter, which is then leaked. Oh, gee, I wonder who leaked it, alleging a bunch of stuff against Gaia. This letter has been half-assedly scrubbed from the internet. I say half-assedly because it's easy to find. Just have to deal with disappointment four or five times, which is something I'm quite used to. <laughs> but here's a, here's an excerpt. This is a tiny excerpt. This thing is f- so fucking long. Okay. So this is... David Wilcock. Resignation letter. Yeah. I have willfully ignored a number of offenses, disrespectful and abusive situations in order to do this job the last six years, primarily out of a sense of financial dependency. That was my own weakness, as I needed time to grieve and take it easy after a devastating seven-year ordeal with my physically violent ex, which overlapped with my first three years on this job. I'm now being overwhelmed with emails and written comments from people who have heard about the Gaia employee movement are very upset about what they're learning. They're demanding I leave this platform immediately. I can provide many examples to prove this point upon request. The level of anger and disgust I'm seeing in any one of these letters is deeply troubling. This is already starting to cause me significant career damage. 
And it'll get far worse if I don't do something about it fast. In the post-Me Too era, if this issue has explosive... In the post-Me Too era, this issue has explosive, devastating, and inevitable potential to do harm. Entertainment companies have never before been so vulnerable to public uprising and whistleblowers. This is uncharted territory and is very dangerous. Should any of these alleged employees or journalists actually attempt to contact me directly, I'm guaranteeing you in writing right now that I'll have nothing to say to them. Just as in the case of Corey's litigation, I want to remain completely uninvolved and neutral. This whole situation is terrifying to me in terms of what it could potentially do to the credibility and value of my entire life's work. Safe liars, all of them. Yeah. Listen to this fucking guy. Anyway, he goes on. His life's work is pretending to be the reincarnation <laughs> of Edgar Cayce. Um, okay, he goes on. The company also attempted to upload a video to my YouTube channel that aggressively promotes Luciferianism, namely season one, episode one of Ancient Civilizations. Even while Gaia supposedly has a policy of no religion, at least for my fellow colleagues and me, I was tricked into participating in a very religious program that I don't want to have any affiliation with. This show is literally saying that God is evil and Lucifer is God, who also happens to be a reptilian alien. Seriously? The Ancient Civilization show went forward on Gaia Network despite my public attestations of the evidence of pedophilia, human sacrifice, cannibalism, and Luciferianism are being practiced in elite circles. I thank God, the authentic Christian one, that this show did not get popular. My unwilling appearance in a show with this content could actually lead someone to attempting to murder me for religious reasons, just as almost happened at Comet Pizza. <laughs> so it goes on. My like God. pages and pages and pages he, and pages. He wants to be martyred so bad. He wishes someone would come and fucking shoot him. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> and this clearly meant to be released to the public to make Wilcock look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But a while later, Wilcock released a statement taking it all back and shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And normally, we should never listen to anything David Wilcox says, nor should we hear either. But it's a thing. And then there's the whole, there's these good Wilcox allies like crop circle filmmaker Patty Greer accusing Yurka Rissavi of using directed energy weapons on people and murdering people with them at contact in the desert, which Gaia owns. Okay. I don't know. So let's just, you listen to some of this insufferable horseshit. Also, there's this woman, Laura Eisenhower on here who says she's the great granddaughter of Dwight D. Eisenhower. I don't know if I believe her. Oh, she is. Huh. She does look it. Yeah. 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 Because we're going to take all these numerous pages of unreal stuff written by these sickos, um, written about them, um, I think it's going to be very convincing that we all need a new place to plant our seed. We've lost an awful when, lot of consciousness. What are you even talking about? And the people that did say yes <laughs> and that have those buildings a number of times, I think perhaps are dealing with some of the directed energy weapons right there at home because that's where they're coming from, I think. And the machine that's in their back room is um, perhaps not a friend of ours. The Varieties of stories I've heard now are really alarming because the owner had been bragging to a variety of different people about his new invention that he's working on with um, CERN scientists. 
and he's calling it the little black Gaia box. And everybody that said they heard it from him directly said he was bragging like it was a good thing. And they're going to gift it to all their members. And it's pretty much um, uh, selective energies in your home that are not operated by you. That's all I'm going to say. It's very, very concerning. And when you add all these pieces together, it's something where we all. Apparently Gaia has future tech. Sounds like a mind control box. I don't, this woman is <laughs> one of them, right? Like she's a fucking, yeah. you know, this is. <sighs> see if there's. So okay. uh, our first two articles, uh, exposing Gaia.com and Jerka Risavi and it's sponsored conferences which resulted in deaths, disabilities, and severe injuries to person from military-grade directed energy weapons uh, have had far-reaching consequences. And they've had such because they've been accompanied by evidence, not innuendo, not accusation but by solid evidence gathered by hundreds of people who have written in to put this together. And in that same spirit, we're going to learn today an amazing program of how the employees at Gaia.com, a corporation headed up by now. Yeah, so there's this whole thing about Gaia and Yurka Risavi specifically using handheld directed energy weapons on people, a dude that had a problem with Gaia at Contact in the Desert, and supposedly there's this photograph of Yurka Risavi holding a fucking box, and then yeah. the dude next to him, like, has a bit of a fucking, like, freak out and tries to, like, call security, but they don't help him because they're paid off by Yurka Risavi. Right. He ends up getting real sick and fucking dying, and apparently there's some weirdness with the autopsy. They called it a bacterial infection, this shit, but he was like, Apparently bleeding out his fucking ears and shit. And like and there's actually quite a bunch of stories if you dig fairly deep of like weird shit happening to people at contact in the desert. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a bacterial I infection. It. Sure. I mean I I probably shouldn't, but like I, <laughs> I, let me just I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, it's a bunch of weirdos out in the desert together. Yeah. And like so so if you if you haven't followed us on our whole I am arc and, and all that. Um the the I am is connected to private intelligence is what it is like like we've always said like they kind of sounds like an intelligence operation. It's not CIA, right? Yeah. It's just this cult that has existed since the 30s that has learned from intelligence because they there's a bunch of extraordinarily wealthy people involved. Yeah. Right? Extraordinarily wealthy. I mean fucking he learned about uh, on a bonus episode a while back, like a dude who grew up on the Revlon yacht mm -hmm. was, you know, making I am art and shit. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's actually kind of weird shit around that. But like, again, these people are all liars. Yeah. So why are we even listening to them? Well, we're not. That uh, <laughs> like, this is, it's just a thing other conspiracy theorists have been saying about guy. We're not taking them. I called David Wilcock what you would see if you looked up the sex offender list for Sesame Street or like that's that's you know I wouldn't even bring up any of this except here's this weird shit I found a forum post on good old goddamn godlike productions 
Have you ever been on Godlike Productions? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's a great forum. Yes. So this post is- Right from, next to Above Top Secret. Yeah, yeah. Godlike Productions is like even deeper. Yep. Deeper weird. So this post is from 2005, well before there was a Guyam TV, mm-hmm. right? Well before there was a streaming service. In fact, the post isn't even about Gaia. It's about some other asshole, Drinvalo Melchizedek, another notorious loser in culty New Age grifter who popularized sacred geometry, which is in reality not anything but sacred or even very geometrical. Yeah. Uh, and also some fuck named Dan Winters. I don't even know who that dude is. Point is, Yurka Rissafi shows up as a goddamn offhand side character before he's even before he's even Gaia dude. Mm. Right? This was written by Stan Tenen from the Meru Foundation. Mm-mm. Will you please? Yes. I was not at all prepared when Mr. Melchizedek told me that he would not rein in Mr. Winter unless I joined with him and his multimillionaire benefactor, Yurka Risavi, in channeling Lucifer. I had previously heard that Mr. Winter was involved in Satanism, but I had not taken it seriously or tried to confirm this. Mr. Risavi was then a CEO of Corporate Express and Transicon in Broomfield, Colorado. He's now the CEO of Guyam, the health, food, and exercise equipment megacorporation that's currently taking over numerous independent businesses. As we know from the transcript of Mr. Winter's first confession, Mr. Winter later worked for Transicon, under a front company set up by Mr. Rissavi until Mr. Rissavi fired him for refusing to end his plagiarism of my work. What followed was like a grade B horror or gangster movie. Mr. Melchizedek not only told me that he and Mr. Rissavi were channeling Lucifer, but that now he had told me this, now that he had told me this, if I did not go alone with him, and if I did not turn my work over to Mr. Winter, they, I assume he and or his Lucifer channeling friends would get me. So clearly that didn't work. Right. Here's here's the thing. Imagine your name being Drunvalo Melchizedek. I mean, it's not. Uh, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. He's a fucking, he's someone to fucking look up someday. Jesus Christ, that guy. So here's the thing, because when I was reading the fucking, the dumb shit we just talked about, right? The directed entry weapons and Luciferianism. What I started thinking was like, you know what? Maybe these fucking people are the ones making up these reviews and shit, yeah. right? Maybe that maybe this is just they didn't get paid, so they're pissed off and shit. But finding this story from mm. 2005, yeah, it that's odd. That's actually pretty fucking odd. It is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, especially since there's no evidence or anything, mm-hmm. right? So it's not something anyone at all intelligent would hang their hat on because you could be like, oh, fucking David yeah. Wilcox saw that shit, fucking brought it. No, it's just this offhand thing. It's not even about like you. You're not gonna find it looking for your Carissivi. You're gonna God-like find it like production. You're gonna find it by searching your Carissivi Luciferianism, right? Yeah. What does Lucifer mean in this context? In this New Age context and shit, it doesn't mean it like doesn't mean bad guy. It means well, depends on who's looking. Right. Right. It's not Anton LaVey Satanism. No. Right? No. It In this context, in the brightly colored spiritual context, Lucifer- in the I am context. In the, yeah. In the I am context, Lucifer comes from Alice Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Alice Bailey was, um, she'll be the last of the theosophical villains to cover because she, she really is the linchpin that kind of connects it all together. She sucked. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was a real like eugenicist and elitist and shit like that. Um, yeah, she sucks. Uh, I didn't always know that she sucked as bad as she sucks, but she fucking sucks. And, I didn't know either. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, you know, if you want to see like where the, the Ascended Masters fucking like uh, hyper elite transhumanism shit really kind of fucking clicks into place, it's right at Alice Bailey. And that's why all the fucking Christians hate her so much. They hate Alice Bailey. Well, because <laughs> the Lucifer, uh, the Lucius trust, like Lucifer yeah. was kind of her dude. That was the whole. Yep. The whole of simplification and uh, and Selecting. fuckery. Yeah, it's it's kind of a Gnostic fuckery. Like it's not. Right. It's not good Gnosticism. It's not or scholarly Gnosticism. It's kind of cheap plastic Gnosticism. That's that's her thing. So and the, the IM was very influenced by Alice Bailey specifically. Mm-hmm. There's this Colorado connection to the IM too. Well, I mean, yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me some new information. <laughs> no, I mean, you already know all this shit. Yeah, um, you know, Denver was one of their strongholds. They they owned the Stanley Hotel for a while. Yeah. There's um, a couple mines they bought in Colorado. Uh, there's some articles you can find online about various outposts in Colorado. That was like their sort of Chicago is the headquarters, right? Mount Shasta is the spiritual headquarters, the inner sanctum. Yeah. And then Denver, Colorado seems to be the operational headquarters from what I could understand. That's where all the uh, guns were being run to and shit um, when Donald was buying guns. <laughs> I just love bringing that back out. He's like, no, no, they were like, yeah, it's in the file. They were running guns. <laughs> and they're not in the, I didn't want to play any more of that fucking stupid, awful video, but they accused Guy of being a communist conspiracy because Eucharistie came from a communist country. They're not. It's an anti communist conspiracy. The IM's always been connected to violent anti communism, the John Birch Society and shit, mm-hmm. which is the type of sovereign citizen ass right wing bullshit yeah. that's now being stitched into. The uh, videos all over Gaia. Yeah. And how did Yurka Rissavi make all that fucking money? I don't know. Maybe it's the fucking millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in jewelry alone that the IM had. Oh, jewelry. Yeah. I mean, they had a bunch of cash too and property. But like, I would keep saying the word millions like 12 more times. If I didn't want to just end it at jewelry, because it's kind of the most impactful. It's they just had a bunch of fucking bunch jewelry. Bunch of jewels. Like, the, um, there was a fellow, Robert Lefebvre, who was uh, after Guy Ballard's death. He was uh, a, a big head honcho in the in the IM when uh, and he was getting older and shit. He, 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 uh, he started this unaccredited libertarian university. Uh, his libertarianism was like all the bad parts of libertarianism and none of the good. Yeah. Like he believed in two fundamental rights, the right to liberty and the right to property. Normally you associate libertarianism, like they've got some redeeming qualities, like actual personal freedom, freedom to love who you want, freedom to break the rules, freedom to do drugs, freedom to, you know, knowledge. He did. No, 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 no. Life and property. Now, his ass, Robert Lefebvre, was a mentor to one Charles Koch, a direct mentor. Oh. Yeah. So Robert Lefebvre is right where the I am spear is into the world of big business, high finance, right-wing politics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it's this dude, Robert Lefebvre. So, so there is this, it's it's like not a stretch at all to be, to, to say that the I am religion has an enormous influence in the hyper wealthy right-wing class. It just does. Yeah. Historically, it just does. 
So guys fucking weird. And like, this is, you know, I don't, there's no real conclusions to draw here because this is an intro episode. Just a weird and fucking weird. You know what else? They're really fucking rich. They're really fucking rich. And they're really brings us to our tarot card. Yes. The 10 of discs wealth. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally like what this card is. Yeah. It's like, congrats. You did good. It's also Mercury and Virgo. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, the planet of communication, information, commerce. In Virgo, the sign of micromanagement. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's probably an accurate generalization. Very detail-oriented. Yeah, detail-oriented. It's interesting also is the Ten of Discs is the last card in the tarot deck. Oh. Yeah. It's where the cycle starts over again. Huh. Yeah. And- Well, how about that? Yeah. And I think that there's- that to me speaks to the that this this shit all this Gaia shit is just a reskinning of all the same shit that the mighty I am was pushing in the fucking thirties. Yeah, it's all the same shit. It's just being reskinned, made over, right to catch the cultural creatives. Yeah, right. I also think that part of the Ten of Pentacles is this idea of like a a close-knit structure, like a family. Yeah, a community. You know? Yeah. And it makes Watch me think- transform along. Yeah, it makes me <laughs> think of all these people like sort of looking out for each other, all these grifters. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, yeah, like yeah. a big happy family. Like we figured out the, how to get them. Yeah. We can do, we got the, we got the formula. We can just do it over and over and over again, guys. And we can just keep making money and making money. They're the cabal. <laughs> they are. They are literally what they talk about. And again, they're exactly what they accuse just other as people I of. Fucking said they are the esoteric agenda. Yes, that's yes. There is a cabal. There is an esoteric agenda. It's the fucking I am. Yes. <laughs> right. And as I said in the first episode we did on the Saint Germain Foundation, forget all the aesthetics. And sh- this is about drugs, money, guns, and Nazis. Like yeah. that's if this and, is organized crime shit. And also, guys, they're kind of winning. Yes. Like, so can we do They're fucking winning? Don't <laughs> give these bastards a fucking inch. Yeah, they're not kind of winning. They are. I hate to fucking, fucking say it, but winning. they are. They just are. You know how many people believe in this in crazy bullshit these days? 1.47 million YouTube subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, fucking comments for days on Matthias Di Stefano's fucking dumbass can't even fucking read off a fucking teleprompter. They love him. They eat it up. They fucking they love it. They God damn it. <laughs> Learn from them. Learn from your enemy. God damn it. Yes. I you know, I'm fucking go off on it. <laughs> every, every fucking God. Did. So many great writers, knowledgeable people, researchers, especially in, in the occult and esoteric community. No fucking clue how to present. Yeah. No sense of design. No sense of aesthetics. You need better microphones, people. <laughs> Get that Adobe After Effects. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? It's not that. I promise you. It's not. If you can learn all these fucking complicated rituals and read all these fucking, do- you can learn some goddamn Adobe. Jesus Christ. We <laughs> we need you to. Yeah. <laughs> because True. they don't know how to use this shit, and they're still winning. Yeah. Their videos look like it's fucking awful. It's bad production quality. It's, it's bad. Not good. Couple stock. Yeah. Anyway, that's an episode. To show you where Gaia fits into our heads. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I don't know how else to describe it. 
And then you have fucking uh, Jason Shirka with his little disclosure TV wannabe Gaia yeah. network that he's doing. Yeah. Oh my God. He's he's going to try. Fucking. Yeah. So, hey guys, that's it. That's it for this week. If you find value in what we do and you want to give back, you can join the Nonsense Bazaar Patreon. $5 a month. You'll get access to our bonus series, Corkboard Bazaar, where we kind of talk about personal shit, kind of where our heads are at and what we're thinking about when we find topics, more research, kind of yeah, informal we, stuff. That's where we sun our buttholes. It's where we sun our buttholes. We also sun our buttholes in our exclusive Discord server. Metaphorically, we sun our buttholes. Yes. But we're doing some cool shit in there. We're do, uh, working on some remote viewing experiments and shit right now, and it's it's cool, and you should join for $5 a month, patreon.com slash nonsensebizarre. Also, leave us a rating and review. Find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and take care of yourselves. If I can t- write some mean comments on Gaia videos. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just give them shit. Yeah. Just fucking so have some fun with it. You know, write some pee-pee poo-poos in. Don't ignore this shit because it's not just stupid and it's not just a grift. No. That's the fucking thing. Don't ignore it. Don't let them get away with it. It's bullshit and it's tactical and it's Fucking on purpose. Yeah. I hate him. And it's working. And it's working. All right. Fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) See ya.